0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Burn It All Down Hot Take it is WNBA All-Star time, so it is time for us to really dive in and talk about this incredible WNBA season so far. Joining me are two of my favorites from High Post Hoops, where I freelance. We have, do you want Ariel or Ari? Ari? chambers
2: either way i think ari chambers is more ari viable. chambers so.
1: most <laughs> professionals would go over this stuff before you start recording but not me i like to just <laughs> just wing it and then we have so ari is coming to us from new york i do believe uh, whoop whoop. jasmine baker is he is coming at us from texas both of them are going to be at the all-star game all-star weekend starting tomorrow and my jealousy is out of this world. I just I'm not handling the fact that I'm not going to be at all-star very well. <laughs> but this will this will tide me over hopefully. So what we are going to do today is just we're going to go through all 12 teams. We're going to give a little quick synopsis about what's been going on. We're going to talk a little WNBA news and we're going to give a little prediction about uh what's going to happen the rest of the season. Cause it has been a wild one. Absolutely. Whew. All right. Ari, you ready? I'm ready. Jasmine, you ready?
2: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> that is, so first that will all,
2: reassure people. That,
1: that, you know, that's, that's what they come to expect here. So that's perfect. <laughs> um, look, first we need to talk there. There aren't many blockbuster trades in the WNBA. It is not the normal, uh, modus operandi, I would say. But we had a pretty big one this past week where, or just a couple days ago, yesterday, I don't, time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I think it was Monday when it was announced that Taylor Hill, who has been the Washington Mystic since she was drafted in 2013, the fourth pick of that draft, she is being traded to uh, Dallas for uh, Air, for Ariel Powers. Um there's so many aerials in our life (laughs) we now have two on the mystics and they spell their names completely different but um and i'm gonna mess it up so many times but anyways yeah there were also some picks in the deal thrown in on washington's side but this was pretty huge uh jasmine you are our wings beat reporter what are your thoughts on this
0: you know, it's there's been talk about it for a while now among the other reporters on the beat in, in Texas, and we've really been trying to figure out every week, it feels like we're asking Coach, when are we going to see Ariel play? Because we already knew that she could suit up, that she was cleared to play, and it was constantly, it was Coach's decision. Um, we weren't hearing much else outside of the locker room about it. So when it finally happened, I know that the day before, um, the trade there were rumblings about a trade but it was just you know you take it with a grain of salt so she was a fan favorite you know a lot of us we really took it kind of hard I was surprised how hard I took it but yeah I mean I think she's in a better situation now for herself personally so and I think that with Taylor Hill it gives us a better option at guard spot with uh, you know great backup for Skylar. so I'm excited to see what, what Taylor is going to bring to the table I know both of them struggled through injuries in the past couple of seasons so I'm I'm interested to see what our offense is going to look like now I'm curious if you've heard anything
1: about reasons for this was there any sort of uh, anything going on in in Dallas like it seems like you guys were all expecting this so as a B reporter have you heard any uh, anything you can uh, tell us
0: I hate to speculate outside of you know anything that that hasn't been confirmed? It's okay. So it's just it, me
1: and you talking. Nobody else is going to hear this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to what fits best. I mean, you saw the same thing happen when Odyssey left. So it just comes down to what's best for the team at the end of the day. So I think that really is more so what it relates to. Uh
1: huh. Okay, that was boring. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't put me on the spot Anything? i'm not gonna put you on the spot
1: i know that you've got a lot of friends involved in this and i'm not trying to you know ruin ruin any of that but (laughs) what are your thoughts have you heard anything you can share with us about why this went down and and where do you who do you think the winner of this trade is
2: i absolutely 100 percent think that it boils down to team chemistry um when you remove something that's a situation where um, things are getting a little undisciplined, I think it's necessary to make the swap. I think that they actually broke even. Um, it gives both of them an, a chance to start over new and a new uh, program. I think that Ariel Powers' offensive prowess will you know, ultimately be beneficial to the Mystics. And I look forward to watching her play again and actually getting minutes, so that's going to be great. And Taylor Hill has a chance for a recovery when she goes to Dallas and she's gonna, you know, she's, you know, still getting back healthy. And I think that it would be great. I think that it's a win win situation for both. And based on playing time for them personally and the team dynamic.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm starting to think the same. So I come to this from the Washington Mystics uh, beat reporter, I suppose, perspective and Taylor Hill. I mean, when I started following the team and, you know, moved to D.C. a few summers ago, she was their star player. You know, she uh-huh. was She. it was her and Emma Eastman who were really the core of that team. And they It were both 2013 draft picks and they were the future. And it really last season, Taylor was having one of her best years ever. And in mid June, as you all know, she tore her ACL and it, it kind of changed everything. This year they drafted Ariel Atkins, who came in and was just a force to be reckoned with and much more versatile than Taylor Hill is. Uh, I really respect Taylor Hill's game a lot. And but she's not as versatile. You know, she's pretty much Mm -hmm. a solid two. She's a solid two, a sometimes one. And that's, that's it.
2: You know, there are many other
1: positions.
2: And that's the five year difference of the draft class. You gotta, you gotta realize that the 2018 draft class is coming in strong and going toward that positionless basketball. And I think that, you know, like I said, it would be great for her to start over fresh, especially after an injury. Like, come on, this is like ideal you know, get a different environment, get to thrive under a different system, and maybe make a different identity.
1: I totally agree. I am looking into uh, and taking way too much stock into who is um, expressing their sadness about people's departures on Instagram and who is not. But, you know...
2: (laughs) We, we know Tasha's is really upset. Um, we, we know upset. Natasha Cloud
1: is really upset, and yeah, Natasha Cloud was, and it was very close. TRP,
2: but yeah. however.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> they'll be strong. All right, well, let's move on quickly. What we're going to do is we're just going to run through the the um, standings. Is that the word for it? Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I want to go top to bottom. That way, if we run out of time, uh you know, and we don't get to discuss indie that much. I don't think we're going to lose a lot of listeners. Um, yeah. Sorry, Tamika. I know. Now. I know.
2: <laughs> we, are, we are Team Tori and Team Tiffany. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Honestly, I could actually really talk about the uh, uh, v- fever for quite some time. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> don't give me a joke. <laughs> uh, I have some thoughts. But look, let's. <laughs> Let's start with Seattle. Was that the team that I'm supposed to start to uh, talk about?
2: You're on. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I assigned us all teams before, the ga- before, and then I did not uh, print it out or look at it before. We the,
2: got the you with the follow through, sis. So, we got you, know, you with I'm, the follow through. I'm relying
1: on my girls here to help me out. All right, listen, Seattle, 19 and 7. Uh, mm-hmm. firmly atop of the standings. They are the only team that I feel confident will get a that double bye into the semis. Uh, they are just, they're looking great. I mean, Brianna Stewart is having... It, Brianna. In, Brianna, oh. excuse me. No, I appreciate it, Brianna. Uh, that's, that sounds, you know, that sounds awkward to me, but I know that it's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess she didn't ask me, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you guys it's been a long week <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> I mean, it's only Wednesday okay so oh, dear. Uh, she's I mean the MVP is hers t- to lose at the start of the season she said I mean she had a couple of like they had been 15 and 18, you know, they had 15, 16 win seasons, right under 500. And she said, I'm done with that. And boy, is she ever. Sue Bird has turned back the clock. Uh, she's not lost a step. We'll talk about Lindsay Whalen in a minute, but I'm sorry if you compare their two performances. It's uh, it, it, it's quite stark. Um, and I love Lindsay Whalen, and she's phenomenal. But yeah, Natasha Howard, Jewel Lloyd, they're, they've even gotten some decent bench play, which is something we never really... Uh, see from seattle so jasmine what have you been most impressed with with seattle and do you feel confident they're going to end the year as the number one seed
0: um basically just like kind of what you're talking about with their role players um especially howard coming just the season that she's had especially as a big um especially when you're trying to play with the team like that and get your buckets and the whole bit. I think that's awesome that she's had such an impro- improved, year. Um, of course with Sue bird, I remember when they played in Dallas, they said she was getting rest. So I, I questioned like, well, you know, and I know that uh, most of these people, mostly players play year round. So, you know, getting your rest is not unusual, but you, of course, question some of these players like her and Tarasi that have, you know, been in the league for so long. But I mean, like you said, she hasn't missed a step, and it's just impressive to see them just ball out like they have been. So, uh, and of course, Brianna Stewart, she's leading the league in points right now. Brianna,
2: Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Stewie to come call, like calling up like guys, get it right. I'm sorry. Now that is that's the difference between you and me. I would like Stewie to call me.
1: Yes, I don't oh care if it's God. to yell at me. It's okay. <laughs>
2: Oh, um, well, Brian, if you're listening to this, we got your name right. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah we got it. We got it. <laughs> no more messing
0: up. I'm just trying to get Kent Beige right.
2: Oh. Um.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's really the role players. If you look at this roster, every single player is contributing. I mean, you have Courtney Paris going in there just grabbing a few rebounds a game and and then going back to the bench, like getting a few (laughs) fouls. Like No, but like that's what she's contributing and she's doing a really good job at that. I mean, that's what they were really... That was one of the big things they've been really missing is a bit, you know, some physicality to the game from the team all around. And it seems like now they've got it oozing out of them
2: yes Ari well I talked to Sue the other day about it um post game at Connecticut and I was I was speaking with her about what's different about this year's team she said the past few years we you know we've gotten the number one draft pick and so now it's a matter of them developing and then reaching their potential and so now it's not like they're the youngest team it's you know they have that a few years under their belt and it's just all meshing together and again like I was mentioning before with, um, the trade situation, it's a fresh start. So you have, you know, a new coach that knows how to put the pieces together. You have people that aren't rookies anymore. And, you know, a team that, you know, you have Jordan Canada, that's, that's their rookie. And like, she's, she's learning under the guidance of Sue Bird. And it's just a nice little vet, vet team, a nice, but not too seasoned, but a nice vet team that can be in shape.
1: Yeah, it's fun because they were. It felt like they were underachieving, and it was disappointing yeah. to watch the past few few seasons. All right, let's move on to
2: ATL. Shouty
1: is is <laughs> oh, Gosh, is Atlanta number two already? Atlanta is number <laughs> so two. They're on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, yeah, they it, are. It all began when I interviewed them. So I, you know, it was really me. They haven't lost a game since. Uh, Ari,
2: it's a shout out to everyone who got yes. Them. Yes, what? can you yeah.
1: hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I hear, I hear your office, too. Is
2: that your Yikes. office? Yikes. Yeah, it is. It's fine.
1: <laughs> um, go for it. So talk, talk to us about uh, Atlanta.
2: So what I'm worried about is them peaking a little too early. Last year, we had a string of these wins, too, around the same time. But I will say Atlanta's well-roundedness is like none other. This year, they have all the pieces that they need. They have strong guard play um, as of late, Elizabeth Williams has been performing at Elizabeth Williams' level. Um, she has a backup in Amani, and Monique is playing relentless of the past few games, too. Um, and I think when you have those pieces, when you have Angel back, when you have strong guard play from Tip and Renee, who are all champions in their own right, and then you have Brittany Sykes, who's just, I mean, crashing every part of the game— you have, you know, when she's healthy, you have the post play. You just have all the components to be a great long playoff team, like make a long run in the playoffs. And I think that's great with Atlanta. I'm just I just hope that they didn't peak a little too early. Um, now they smacked um, <laughs> their opponents as of late. And so that's what I'm I'm really like looking forward to seeing after all star break because they do get a break. The only All-Star that's coming from Atlanta is is Angel McCutrie so with those few days help them or hurt them that's what i'm looking for.
1: I think 4-10. you have to be a little afraid that you're going to lose momentum. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would be afraid of because I mean they yeah. are the confidence, the chemistry. It's just rolling. Mm-hmm. And speaking of trades, of course they had the big trade earlier a couple weeks ago when yeah. uh, with Bentley and Clarendon uh, swapped <laughs> places. Did. And honestly, they haven't lost a game since. So yeah, I think that
2: I think that because Alex Bentley has played under Nikki Collin. And she is a, a strong shooting guard. Like, she, she can shoot the ball. And so she can also keep up with the pace of the Atlanta dream. And I think that, that she's a great fit for Atlanta. Um, and and chemistry-wise, I just see it. I see it with pace. I see it with her style of play. And I'm, I'm happy that she's in a program that she can thrive
1: I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's another one of those things that's worked out really well for everyone. Uh, Jasmine, we're going to try and pick up the paisier, but do you have any thoughts on Atlanta?
0: Not really. I yeah. mean, they're just really, <laughs> they're just really good. Yeah. I mean, and, and you have to, I, you know, it's funny that I already mentioned the peaking and that's something that we question with some of these teams that do go on these streaks is, are you peaking too soon? Are you being at the right time? Um, because I know it's one question I've had a few times with the wings. So,
1: yeah, no, it's it's completely true. And who knows? We're just gonna have to wait and see. But they're they're right now in there, possibly yeah. getting a double buy. So we'll see what happens. Minnesota, that's another one of my teams that I was assigned. Nobody knows what to make of Minnesota. I don't know what to make about Minnesota. You can't cut. You can't count Minnesota out because that would be stupid. But at times this year, they just have looked, uh, old. Li- they've, they've looked oh. old. They, okay. Okay. Kelsey Plum. Yes. They've looked a little I, old. I, you know, I, I love, <laughs> no, let me
2: explain. Let me explain. I think that Cheryl Reap has built a wonderful program. Please don't kill me guys on the links. I do have friends on the links So that's it. But I just think that because of the evolution of the league and, yes. you know, the pace of it now and the, you know. Minnesota is classic basketball. They are just, they know their roles and they play them very, very well. And I just think that, you know, it's, it's been a hard adjustment for them this year because everybody else is playing positionless ball and at a more rapid pace so they can out, you know, they can run them down. Like imagine, you know, Atlanta going full force or Connecticut, their pace going full force against a Minnesota team that's like, you know, seasoned
1: seasoned and look i made a crack about lindsey whalen earlier and i lindsey whalen is a legend and i love her but she's definitely lost a step and you can't deny that her and daniel robinson are pretty much splitting minutes at point guard it just kind of depends on who's having a better game and better matchups as as to you know how that split goes but uh and she's still of course invaluable out there from a leadership perspective but i wouldn't be surprised if this you know we've you know she's now coaching minnesota and if this is one of our last season, seeing her out there on the court, I wouldn't be shocked. And they need some a spark. They need uh, going forward to have some more athletic, uh, some more you know better yes. athletes. I'm sorry, but
2: better athletes. I mean, but they you got to realize that they lost Renee Montgomery. They yeah. lost Natasha Howard. So these people who you know they they've gotten rid of um, have been performing excellent in their in their respective teams which are 1 and 2 so it's like did we underestimate that or is just you know that just how things panned out
1: well, and you look they're they're third in the league right now. They're fifteen yeah. and ten. So like we sound yeah. like we're having an obituary, but like we we all yeah. should calm down a little bit because
2: yeah, hyperbolically speaking. Sorry. The, I mean honestly <laughs> they
1: could still win a championship. They could have one more championship in there, especially they're getting their bench play, you know, um more. And once you get to the playoffs and there's a little bit more rest, that could definitely help too. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not counting them out, but there have been Absolutely some not. concerning signs. Uh, Jasmine, mm-hmm. anything? To
0: add to that, I'm sorry. It's it's hard to be on a show with two of some of the brightest minds and in college in a women's <laughs> basketball. Who are you talking about? You're not talking. You about are it. right
2: up <laughs> the same publication,
0: honey. We, <laughs> we're <the> same, <laughs> We're both with high House <laughs> right. This is very true, but y'all are raw talent. My all goodness, right. y'all well, said everything I wanted to say. Okay, well
1: that all yeah, that's all I want to hear. You know that I'm brilliant.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> who's talking about the sparks?
0: Oh. That would be me.
1: Okay. All right. Take us away. Sparks are number four, 15 and 11.
0: Go for yes. it. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Sparks are 15 and 11 right now. As we saw the other night, they lost a pretty close matchup to Atlanta the other night, Tuesday night. And what was interesting about that loss to me was that they it, it, L, L.A. just looked out of it. Like, they just looked out of it. And, and then when Atlanta gets into that groove you, it's, it's hard to play a team like that so I really enjoyed watching that matchup I know Ari had me on Twitter just freaking out um and I, <laughs> what did I do how did I get wrapped up in this <laughs> it's just like with you too Lindsay anytime y'all get on Twitter people go nuts they're like oh we got to watch the game now um they went on a three game losing streak earlier in the month losing to Connecticut, Minnesota and Washington. Um three games in a row. Uh, and they've since won what was that? Three. Yeah, they won three and lost two. So, I don't know what to say about LA as far as they're playing. I don't I'm not, of course I'm not counting them out for a title. I I can never go against Candace Parker as far as what she brings to a team, but, not. <laughs> <laughs> but so far I, I really like. Um, I mean, Los Angeles' play, but it just seems like they've been a bit inconsistent at times.
1: Yeah, they've had some injuries and illnesses. I mean, Neca right now is out with an illness that's going to cause her to miss All Star, and nobody really knows. What's going on there, which is hard to watch. Of course, Canada's started the year with back troubles. I mean, it it feels like the league's, you know, gotten a little closer to them. It's one of those other things. But it is, I mean, I think we're going to say this a lot today. It's hard to know exactly what to make of them right now. Uh, Ari? Uh,
2: They've lost more at home than they have in the past few years, which is... um it's just uncharacteristic. But again, there are a lot of illnesses and injuries that have gone on with the Sparks. I'm interested to say, I know they're going to make the playoffs. So I'd say this right now. Like, I mean, Hey, I stand confident in that. Um, and I, and I think they'll make it, you know, pretty far, but I, I want to know the status of NECA. I'm I'm really concerned about that. But the thing about LA and I, and I am a huge, you know, observer of chemistry. They know each other so well. If you watch the ball movement on LA's team, and even like the dimes between Candice and Chelsea, and then like feeding the post, it's just, uh, and they're not even the biggest, uh, they don't even have the biggest post players, but you have a team that just knows, they have great basketball IQ, they just know where each other is on the yes. court. And that's, that's what has, you know, led to so much LA success, I think.
1: No, I completely agree. Yeah. And look, it's been, Essence Carson has looked a lot better than she did last year. Um, uh-huh. Uh, odyssey sims has, has had some really good games of course chelsea's always great and um, you need a little bit more from the bench you need a little bit more from jontel lavender you definitely need elena beard to be healthy that's crucial and that hasn't always been the case but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see once again and maria maria vidiva yes go, are, you go, girl. are you standing are you standing
2: i'm not quite standing because okay. you know who i stand go candace but i'm right there with her <laughs> right. i'm right there with maria
1: jasmine how about Phoenix? Can you make any sense of them? They are tied with LA at fifteen and eleven, um, and
0: I don't know what to make of them. Right now, they're on a three-game losing streak, <laughs> and it started with, of all teams, Las Vegas. Hey, um, now. <laughs> <and, laughs> I mean, I think I think the LA. I mean, excuse me, Las Vegas has been the biggest comeback story um in the the season but um they've lost to las vegas minnesota and of course chicago um diana tarrasi everybody's been talking about her season that she's had and she's talked about you know when is she going to retire how you know the the leadership she continues to bring the level of play i think she's still having she's still having a season that looks like that she's in her prime but At the same time, you know, you're left wondering what's going on as far as this uh, loss. I mean, they went from that three-game losing streak to earlier in the month, they had another three-game losing streak, losing to Atlanta, Dallas, and Connecticut. So, it's a a conundrum. I agree.
1: I mean, you know, Diana and Brittany are both playing really well, as always. Brittany still should have more rebounds, but that's... (laughs) Another yeah. conversation <laughs> uh that I'm sure she's had many times. Dewana Bonner's comeback has been so impressive. She gave birth to yes. twins last year and twins. is, you know, back to all-star form, literally. Uh Losing Sancho Little, though, when I saw, I, I was at the game where she injured her ACL and, you know, got out for the year. And watching that up close, I was just shocked how integral she was to that team. Like I hadn't noticed it. Uh, I guess I hadn't been watching Phoenix closely, but up close, you can just see that she's kind of that linchpin. She's that Rebecca Brunson type that might not be getting the stats, but is really kind of keeping the team glued together. And look, they've been a little bit lost without her and their bench is not very deep. And, Uh, It went from a scenario where I I thought they could legitimately win the whole thing this year to, are they going to get
2: past the knockout rounds of the playoffs? Ari, anything? I agree. When um, they began losing, we have to to look at the timing of Sancho Little's injury. And that's what that's what I have to say about Phoenix. Um, they have to find a way to compensate for her, that loss. And I don't think they've quite figured it out how to be dominant in that area. Yeah.
1: And I w- I've been very surprised that they haven't added. There are a few, you know... Four post players that are out there, uh, that aren't signed any teams right now. And I've been kind of surprised that they haven't added anybody to their team or manufactured Uh any, any, I mean, Dev Peters is somebody who's been, and she looked great at Mystics training camp. She just Uh got beat out because these young, you know, young do it alls (laughs) (laughs) uh, beat her, beat her out, but she's still a really solid post player. And Uh anyways, I've just kind of been surprised they haven't done any, made any moves, um, and that, but that's kind of how Phoenix does. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, Dallas, Jasmine, take us into, uh, to
0: my favorite team right now, honestly. (laughs) See, this is why I like you, Gibbs. This is why I like you. Um, going into looking at Dallas, uh, starting it basically in January. I mean, excuse me, in July, (laughs) July 3rd. They went on a, a fire streak, and I noticed after that, they lost to Seattle, and then they started going on another streak. They won two games in a row, and then they went on, they had back-to-back games, on July 19th and July 20th, and July 20th, they lost to Chicago, and... They lost the loss to Connecticut after that. And I thought that was really interesting. There was fatigue, was the question on the July 20th game when they played Chicago. But other than that, of course, all anybody can talk about is Liz Cambage this season and what she's brought to the team. We knew that going into the season, what we needed one of the reasons why we got rid of Courtney Paris is because we really needed that inside presence that we were lacking. We have pretty solid guard play, but. With her coming in, it's one of those things, you know she's going to get a double-double. Of course, she has the new um, uh, WNBA record for points scored in the game. And right now, it's a matter of, uh, like Liz Cambage said, at the last game, they really need to work on their intensity and their defense. And I could not agree with with that more. The last game I called, I had to hit up Ari about when they played Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut beat them 92-75. to And I told Ari, I said, you know what? They're better than advertised. Connecticut, I know we're not talking about Connecticut right at this moment, but they are better than advertised. And we just did not have an answer for that because they look like a more mature team that we really could eventually be, but that's what they look like to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dallas, it's really funny. I was looking back at... Uh, when when the trade for Powers happened, I looked back at uh, the article I wrote after uh, the Mystics beat the Wings in the playoffs last year because Powers had had a really good game. I think she, she came off the bench to score like 21 points and was just everywhere that game even though it was a loss. And I I remember writing and I, I felt very smart afterwards. Like if only the wings could get someone to play the five, they would be like really scary. <laughs> and they, you know, they got Cam They got the five that you want. But but yeah, they're still young. They're still inconsistent. And it does seem like there can be focus issues. But goodness, they too have the potential to win it all. I mean, you guys, all these teams, the, the last one, two, three, four, four teams and the next two we're talking about are all within one game of each other
2: in the yes. standings.
1: I mean, this is, it's ridiculous. Uh, Ari, do you have anything?
2: About Dallas? Yeah. No, really? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> love you. We all
2: know. We all know. Yeah. It's yeah. Beige, Skylar Diggins-Smith. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is what it
1: is. it's their world and I'm kind of fine with it. All right. Yeah. I'll be, I mean, the mystics have, uh, made no sense to me this year either uh, especially lately they they came out the blocks just looking <laughs> phenomenal uh elena deladon and their rookies ariel atkins and maisha heinz allen just kind of stole the show but mm-hmm. then uh there were some injuries and some rotation changes. The starting lineup right now for the Mystics is incredibly solid as long once Natasha Cloud comes back. Uh she's been out with concussion protocol and goodness, do they miss her. She's the only true point guard on the team and it's uh they do not how to know how to drive the floor without her, I'm going to be honest. Uh but you know, I mean, th- their starting five right now is Latoya Sanders at the 5 who has just been phenomenal I think she was if she hadn't had anemia at the start of this year I really think she would have made the all-star team like that's how well she's playing and her game is so fun to watch you should see her live. like just see her limbs and like tiny body but tall body like (laughs) like like wreak havoc on these players that are like six inches taller and like 50 pounds
2: heavier than her like it's fascinating Uh, the lanky ones are taking over Lindsay the lanky ones uh, are taking over okay all right uh (laughs) uh-huh (laughs) sure there's one there's one one. two.
1: okay but she's not at the five she's not at the five but
2: still but still lanky over everything
1: Um, (laughs) but uh you know elena deladon in the mvp conversation you know she's i would say right now third for me behind uh stewie and liz but she's right there in the talks having a great season Chrissy tolliver's having an all-star season she's still really uh inconsistent and you have ariel atkins who is for a rookie who was not even invited to the draft <laughs> she was not even one of the players invited has really proved that to be a foolish uh, decision WNBA needs to market her a little bit because she's just been great but honestly Uh, they have been really missing a spark off the bench lately, which is shocking because at the beginning of the year, that was their strength. Um, You have really great players. And honestly, maybe that's what Powers can bring. Maybe Powers can be that leader of the bench mob, you know, who really kind of takes them off. Because Natasha Cloud was doing that at the beginning of the year uh, when she was on the bench. And she was really leading that bench team. And since then, they've kind of all looked a little lost. And there's so much talent on the bench that, That's unfortunate. So yeah, I'm excited to see if they can pull it together here at the end of the season. They're not going to do it without Natasha cloud though. So hopefully she's, she gets better soon. Should we move on or anybody
2: got Um, anything? I have something to contribute. I want to, I agree with you with the utilization of the bench. I think that, there are capable st- scores, especially when Christie might be uh, having an off night. Chitauri is a great two guard. What? That, yeah, you know, if, I, I don't understand why
1: Chitauri isn't used more. I don't it, understand
2: that's, it. That's my main critique, and I don't like to critique coaches because, good God knows, I'm not a coach. But I've seen Chitauri. I followed her, her entire co- collegiate career. I know she, she's a walking bucket. Like she can no. get a bucket. But she, she's not. She's not one to run point because that's not her position. But she can score. So why not utilize her a little bit more? Because you see what happened when they played New York, and they, she just she went off and that's what I would like to see more of a little bit more Shatori and even a little bit more Maisha. I mean, she's not a no, score, but she's like a great benefit and, and, you know, the mystic success.
1: No, she- I would like to see honestly at this point, more Maisha than Crystal Thomas, uh, yeah. who I mean, they're already using her in a, in a role player capacity right now, but uh, Maisha's minutes are gone. Maisha and Chatori don't get minutes a lot. I of don't games. understand,
0: Lindsay. I don't uh,
2: understand I,
1: it. Honestly, I don't either. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. It is a pretty deep team. Like they're like if you're having a team where those are your two players not getting minutes, that means you've got a lot of talent, right? And they really do. Um, I hate to say this, but Pratt uh, hasn't. Um, uh, been her best this season her shooting her shooting from beyond the arc it has been a little bit better but she hasn't been as reliable as a defender and that's what she's known for and i think she's that's a loss on the bench right now
2: because they need her spark i think that mark my words i think that's going to improve very soon interesting what do you know that that i I don't i I don't know anything i just think that that's going to be something she's going to be able to lock into now
1: well, Pratt is amazing, and I would never count mm-hmm. her. Out. Um, yep.
2: But it, ACC. Anyway, okay, sorry.
1: Well, all right. I'm sorry. I'm. This is. This is gonna. We're just. We just keep talking. Um, it's so interesting, though. Uh, but I'm gonna keep you guys. So that's Washington. They're at 14 and 11. Remember, Minnesota way back at number three was 15 and 10. So, and we're down to seventh in the rankings. And then we've got Connecticut, which Ari, I know whoa, that's a team whoa. that you spend a lot of time with
2: get sun. Okay, so Connecticut's 8th, obviously 14 and 12 right behind um, the Mystics. They were actually predicted like they came out of the season 8 no, I mean three of the three of that is preseason wins, but they they returned 3 2017 All-Stars in Jasmine and Alyssa Thomas and John quell they have Chanae, who's back. She's an all-star. She has had a great season. I don't think any of us predicted her to have such a good season off that injury. Like, no. come on. I think that's what happens when you when you turn to be an analyst and then you come back to the court, you see things a little differently. But then we have Shekinah who's just pulling the threes from like good God knows where. And she said <laughs> she tied for a WNBA record and I and I, you know, go girl. So since the trade with Alex Bentley and Laisha, They've they've gone six and two and or two out of the six. Whoa, let's start over. They've they've gotten six losses and two of those six losses have been to Atlanta and Seattle. So they're I don't want to say they're justified losses, but you know they're with the one and two team. So I think that this Connecticut team is going to get it together. They've had some injuries. They've had some conflicts. So Alyssa Thomas, she's been injured, her shoulder. We see her trying to start shooting on the right side, which is very interesting to me how you can just switch like that. That's talent to me, where you can just be like, oh, my left shoulder has been injured for a while. Let me just try to shoot with my right. So go Alyssa with that ambition and that, you know, (laughs) that task at hand. But as long as this Connecticut team can stay healthy and out of trouble, it's lit. It is lit for them to make a nice little playoff run.
1: Yes, but I miss, I missed the John Quell of last year. What do you think happened there? And is it just the NECA comeback? I mean, the, sorry, I, that's really bad. the, the Janae come back?
2: <laughs> that's just or, or, uh,
1: or, sorry, Jasmine's moving her phone around. It's making me dizzy. <laughs> I don't
2: know
1: what she's doing. <laughs> I'm <not> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting choked up. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, honestly, Is it wrong for me to say that I felt she came into the season really out of shape?
2: (laughs) Well, she had some issues with getting in the country. So she missed training camp. So we have to realize that she did miss training camp. I don't know what she was doing off season. I wasn't following her off season. Sorry, John. but but she didn't go
1: to, she didn't Mm -hmm. go to, was it? I think it was, uh, South Korea that she had been in last or two mm-hmm. winters ago. And that their fitness program was one of the things she talked about being miserable, but mm-hmm. getting her into the best shape of her life. So and we like, know
2: why. So we know why. These, it, are, these are reasons. Right. Why. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But you got taken out of
1: them. it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> but yeah. But people aren't talking
2: about it. <laughs> so Lindsay guys has told you guys exactly why JJ is not how she was last year, but you know, people have stepped up. People yeah. have stepped up and thank God for Shanae having her back with that. And I, I love seeing what this Sun team has done. You know, the, who would have guessed that they would have been undefeated like that in the beginning? And then that unfortunate series of injuries and that, you know, it happens to the team. But Kurt Miller can do things with that team that we just didn't expect to happen. So I have no doubt in my mind the the 2017 Coach of the Year can pull these girls back, or these women, sorry, these athletes back into you know, a very strong top of the rankings team.
1: I completely agree. So that is right now where, who would make it into the playoffs if we stopped today, there's Uh one other team that's really in contention for a playoff spot for that final playoff spot. And that is the surprising Las Vegas aces who are 12 and 13. So they're just, you know, a game and a half behind Connecticut right now. And Uh boy, have they been impressive lately.
2: Ari, that's you? Is this you? It's not, but I can talk about them. I don't (laughs) think that that, (laughs) I don't think it's that surprising, to be honest, because you have to realize we didn't have Kayla McBride at the beginning of the season. We didn't have Mariah Jefferson at the beginning of the season. Bill Lambeer, he does this. He comes into teams and he just (laughs) reconfigures them and makes them strong. And I think that that's what he's done with this team. He, um, Park came in from wherever she came in from. And she's been doing great things. And I think that D'Erica Hamby, the use of D'Erica Hamby, I will shove this down you guys' throat. When she gets the minutes, she produces. And I think that between Dierica and Kayla and Asia Wilson, can we not, you know, go any longer without talking about, you know, the presumed rookie of the year? I mean, you're the one talking. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Ari, did you just forget about Asia Wilson for a second? Like, what is this? They have the pieces. They have them. Um, they have all the pieces. They have the right sizes. They have, I mean, Kayla's not a small girl. She, she, she can hold her own too. And she can pull up from any, like Kayla's a shooter. That's a true shooter. Um, Yeah. And I just think that Bill, he does this. And Asia was talking to me at the beginning of the season, how she just has an understanding with him. She just has an understanding. And when you have an understanding with, you know, your franchise player, and then you have the help of a fellow all-star Kayla McBride and you have, you know, you have Mariah back. Thank God, we've been waiting for this, and she has. She's not nowhere near where she can be. Like, good God, let's not forget. Let's not forget about Mariah Jefferson now. So when she's back at a hundred, I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah, these these women. Let me tell you. I mean, you.
1: they can be anyone on any given night. Like, if, if they get into the and playoffs, they <laughs> and they have, like, like this is this is what we're saying. This is why the league's so good. Like, if they can get into the playoffs, you know, which. They they're only three games behind the number three team
2: right now. Like yeah. that's how close things are. Like you guys, it's ridiculous. Uh and then uh, with like they're young but they also have a vet in Tamara. So it's just like you have that little Kelsey, the, the, Kelsey. That glue. Too. <laughs> The who? Kelsey Bone. Oh Kelsey Bone. <laughs> Love her. Oh God. I, hey Kelsey girl. I know you Lord. <laughs> we should we should just send this directly linked to her. Hey Kelsey. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. But no, we, we do have the the vet presence of Tamara and Kelsey. And so that's right. what makes me happy. And even Kayla. Kayla's like one of those that's younger, but she 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 has a maturity about her that I that I appreciate. Uh you think Kelsey
1: Plum, what do you think of her this year, Jasmine? Have you watched any Kelsey Plum?
0: I have watched a little bit, but I've not. Anytime I'm looking at the Las Vegas Aces, I'm not looking at Kelsey Plum. I'll be real honest with you. And just because she's a role player, could be on any team in the WNBA right now. But I feel like at times she's a bit overrated for what she produces. So for me, I'm, you know, I I can take it or leave it. She is the most efficient three-point shooter, though. But
2: in the league, but I don't think that that's the focus of this team. Um, right. I don't. I don't think Kelsey Plum is the focus of this team. I should say that. Um, but she is a good contributor when she doesn't have sprained ankles and stuff like that. Like kudos to Kelsey. I know it's it's been a hard transition for her, but
1: um, I mean, but is there anything? I'm sorry. Is there anything that really? tells us about the difference between the 2017 draft class and the 2018 draft class than this conversation like the yeah. way we're talking about Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson the number one picks in both classes like yeah I think Kelsey Plum is gonna have a long WNBA career absolutely I don't know that she's ever I don't I mean she's not at an all-star level right now you know and I'm, you know right. I don't see her being a consistent all-star you know and meanwhile Asia Wilson and yeah, that's just, and that's been the story of this year. To me, it's been the rookies. This rookie class is so amazing, good. It's terrifying. And honestly, I think we're going to see more rookie classes like this than not going forward. Like, I just think the talent in women's basketball right now is just thrilling. And if I was a vet of
2: like four or five years in WPA right now, I'd be <laughs> uh, getting my off-season regimen. <laughs> but not even, not even that much. I was talking to, I'm not going to, tell her name but like one of the 2017 you know class uh, members and she was just like this rookie class is dangerous and I was like yeah and just imagine to be so dominant like Asia Wilson is so dominant she is the front runner of rookie of the year and so for you to spearhead this whole elite 2018 class I don't think people realize how much of an impact she would make on the league I don't think people realize how good she was until they saw what she's been doing, or they've seen what she's been doing. I no, and
1: like, uh, this is gonna sound mean and I like I said earlier I love Chatori love 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 Chatori and want her to see her get minutes but I think she was like one of the starters on the all or you know the the top like the first team all-rookie team last year and I, I don't even know if Ariel Atkins would make that this year and she's the mystics first round pick this year and is is you know contributing a lot more than shatori did last year so it I just... think
2: that Chatori didn't have the opportunity last year I will say that much I am horribly biased no but I'm saying that she think... did
1: make the team team I mean she did yeah. you know like make that yeah. but no and I listen I'm if you ask uh, Ava Wallace who covers the Mystics for the Washington Post sits next me every mm-hmm. game and we, she always laughs I get so excited when Shatori comes in because <laughs> I know she's going to do something I know she's going to do something and she always yeah. but also because if you watch Shatori Walker Kimbrough because she looks like she doesn't know where she is half she the time. is so <laughs>
2: emotionless and that is my child and I love her and she just shows no emotion it's and it's me. hilarious
1: And yet, like,
2: like, and yet, like, if you look at her, like, what she's doing
1: on the court is always good. Well, except sometimes they have to remind her, like, go get a rebound because she spaces out sometimes. I love her, but she does space out sometimes. (laughs) Um but if you watch her on the bench like she's dancing more than anyone but this the the, the like her facial expression when she's dancing on the bench when she's going for a rebound when she's in the locker room giving interviews her facial expression is the exact same it, just doesn't matter. <laughs> and it kills me it absolutely it makes me laugh so much
0: so <laughs> I mean, it's She's true,
1: right? You like know
2: her really well. Like, it's true. No, but, like, that's literally Tori. Like, <laughs> she, she'll she be so lit and just be the face. It's just not. It's <laughs> hilarious. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, Hi, child.
1: Real quickly, we're not going to have a discussion about the three bottom teams, but uh, <sighs> who, do you have an out, but we are going to just. We're gonna. One of us each is gonna talk about them very briefly. I okay. guess Chicago and New York could still have a very, very outside chance of making the playoffs, but it's not gonna happen. It's not. Ari, right, don't look at me like that.
2: Um, it's. I mean, it's not. But what happened in New York, Lindsay?
1: Okay, well, you're gonna explain it in just a minute, but very, okay. very quickly. Uh, Chicago. what's going gone wrong in Chicago this year, Jazz? That
0: they're nine and seventeen, uh, and number tenth in the league. Correct. Um, like you were talking about earlier, the rookies, of course, with Diamond to Shield. She's a beast. She had 25 points today against Phoenix, and they beat they beat Phoenix 101 to 87. Of course, Courtney Vandersloot, the um, assist machine that she is, she had 17 points today. So, um, I, you know. I like Chicago. I really like what they, in terms of what they've been producing, but it's unfortunate that the record does not reflect that. Um, But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the playoffs next season.
1: Yeah. They have a lot of really great pieces. It's just not, uh, they can't get the consistency really to put it together. Uh, but, yeah I mean the second year Diamond to Shields and Gabby Williams is something that should scare everybody in this league. all right Ari <laughs> your your hometown team the New York Liberty are seven and 18
2: in Katie Smith's first year. what's going on? They are facing so much adversity and I don't want that to be an excuse because it's not no, but um, they' they're in a new venue so it's kind of like if venue I was a, player, is a no, venue is no a shares. generous word <laughs> it's literally an auditorium yeah. um and I wouldn't be motivated I wouldn't be motivated. And I'd be frustrated. And then they have a new coach in Katie Smith. And then they didn't make many uh, off-season moves. Any, any. So off-season okay, moves. Okay, they didn't make any off-season <laughs> moves. And so it's just like, and they don't. They don't. I would love to see Key and Nurse utilize more. So between no off-season moves, a difference of venue, a change of coach, and not utilizing your rookie who's amazing, it's 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 kind of it's kind of stale. Eric and I talk about this all the time about you know, teams going stale and that's what's happening with the Liberty. Um, we, we see Tina Charles, you know, doing everything for the Liberty. And then we have some help in Epiphany Prince who just got, who just got healthy. Brittany Boyd, who just got healthy. She's a great um, contributor with assists. Um, Amanda Zalibi who can pull up from I the three that, no- the, that nobody knew about. And I knew, and I've been telling that's her shot at, at the top of the key, but You know, she's, she's hitting them now when she gets the, when she gets the chance to Beck, Rebecca Allen led the league in defensive efficiency at one point. Now she doesn't really get the the minutes to do it, but they have all these pieces. But the problem is team chemistry, all the adversity that they've gone through. And, you know, a lot of times on defense, (laughs) it's something as little as like, you know, boxing out and getting that rebound or, you know, offense communicating I've seen, we saw how they lost to the Mystics that one time with Atlanta Deladon um, last second shot.
1: Yeah, when they left, with the it, mis- when every single person in the locker room goes, I don't know
2: why they left the best player in the league wide open. <laughs> and it was a miscommunication on the screen. And so it's yeah. just like, you're, something is wrong with your communication. Something is wrong. People, If people don't know what to do. How are you going to win the game? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like if, if something is missing with the communication, with the general knowledge of each other and general knowledge of what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And they can't stay healthy every day. It's something. Uh, Shavante's out with uh, an ankle. Marissa just got back from an ankle. You have Epiphany who had a left eye contusion or something like that. <laughs> you had Brittany who just <laughs> came back. You know, it's just like yeah. the, the Liberty can't win. Yeah. You can't win. All right, we're going to wrap up here
1: talking about the Indiana Fever, who are 3-23. and uh, Funnily enough, two of their wins come over Minnesota and Los Angeles. So any given <laughs> night in this league. Uh, but honestly, I mean, we knew it was going to be a rough year for uh, Indiana coming in. They fell apart towards the end of last year. I'll be honest, I feel bad for Candace Dupree who all mm-hmm. she wanted was to be on a team with her wife so they could so they could keep yeah. their, so could keep their family. family together and then Indiana yeah. designates her as a core player so she can't uh move anywhere in the off season and then you're trapped on a 3-23 team <laughs> like I'm sorry. they yeah, playoffs to watch the kids. That okay. is cruel. Um I'm sorry. Well, no, it's true though. <laughs> I mean, but but Candace Dupree deserves better. Candace Dupree she deserves does. better.
2: Um She's such a sweetheart. I love
1: her. Uh, yeah. She's great. But I mean, they, they do have Kelsey Mitchell, who has looked really impressive and really good at times. But it's kind of hard to see exactly what you have in that audience, that uh, lineup. And all of a sudden, Kelsey Mitchell isn't starting because the team added Cappy Pondexter <laughs> midseason. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no shade to Cappy at all. But I think it's a legitimate criticism to wonder why you are, you know, risking the development of your number one draft pick, who you hope to be the future of your franchise.
2: I think that Poki's trying to uh, get some veteran leadership uh, under in that starting lineup, so somebody can go out there and actually delegate what to do. And I think that that's that's where she's coming from with that. Um, I'm not gonna critique that, so I'm gonna leave that to y'all. But I think that's where she's coming from that she wants a, a, a true leader on the court. Um, sure, I just don't
1: don't know how that helps you in the long term. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think That's that fair. if they were in the playoff race or something like that, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be a yeah. one thing. But they're three and 23. Like, you are playing for to develop, you know, for the future. And as we all know, mm-hmm. playing time in this league is a very scarce resource because yeah. the seasons are so short. There's so much talent. So I just, you know, for me, I don't super understand that. But, look, Mitchell has looked great at times. Vivian's has looked great at times. Uh, Natalie Chan was having a good season. But ultimately, there's just not enough talent there. And that's just...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because,
1: yeah. I mean, I agree.
2: Which, it just shows
1: you how good the WNBA is. That you can look at at their roster. Like, on paper, you're like, there's a lot of talent here.
2: Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. in practice,
1: they're just not seasoned enough. And, um, you know, they have a lot of players who would be fine if there was elite talent around them. Do you know what I mean?
2: I, I, yeah, and I almost am questioning the impact of Mo, or Shanice Johnson because she still hasn't come back, right? Yeah. She, st- she still hasn't so, come back, so that's a big piece that you know they're missing too, and it's just like, but we knew this was going to happen before. We I didn't. remember writing about the fever, and I was trying to be optimistic, but I was just like, I don't know about this because they still don't have their pieces that they need to, to be a winning team. No, they don't.
1: All right, that's everyone. Really quickly, if you um, fake gun to your head, uh, who's who's in the finals and who wins? Jasmine. L.A. and Seattle. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right, L.A. and Seattle. Who wins? I think L.A. is going to take it.
0: Okay, all right. Candace
1: Parker, Stan. Okay, all ja- or Jazz.
0: Up. Seattle and Seattle. Dallas. I like it. Who
1: wins? Seattle. Yeah. I have Seattle and Minnesota with Seattle winning. So, uh but honestly, there are right now Probably nine teams that you could tell me were in the finals and I could see a path <laughs> to get there. I, I mean, know. All nine teams, like, even if you told me it was Vegas, I could see it with this playoff run with only, you know, having to win two games on the road and then a one best of three series. Like there's a path there for anyone. Cause that's how big the talent is.
2: I am so eager to see Atlanta. Me too. The rest of the season. Oh God.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm Definitely. excited to see everyone. Um Okay. One last, I mean, I've already kept here this long. I might as well ask you one more question. Um, One of the biggest uh, topics this season, and we've talked about this a lot and burning it all down, has been these WNBA players really finding their voice. I mean, they've never been a soft-spoken lot. Um, (laughs) And we love them for it. But it seems that they're all much more comfortable right now talking about pay, talking about lack of pay, talking about the way they're treated in the league and really comfortable asking for better and saying we deserve better. And honestly, female athletes have for so long been kind of brainwashed to just believe that whatever they get, they should be happy with because, you know, they're getting handouts and <laughs> they're, they're a charity project and some form of that. But I've been really excited by it.
2: Um, what do you think, uh, Ari? Ari? I think that they're finally finding their voice because they have the backing from the WNBPA. That's yeah. big because they do meet every... Like, Terry has been great with them as of late because we saw what happened in 2016 when they tried to stand up for themselves and we saw that the rebellion because yes. they all got fined and it just doesn't make sense. But now they're realizing that they are the most elite players on in the world with basketball. Yes. And you And, you know because they have more support from the fans and more now we're, the yes. media is picking up i think that they they don't have to be silenced because they know that they have that unity and that's that's a big part you saw what happened with black lives matter two years ago and how every team came together and before that it was like vague if if like if i do this will you have my back but now now because of the wvpa and because of generally just having each other's back i think that the players are able to find their voices they're able to speak out and you know the league is growing the league is growing and that's a big factor
0: jasmine i'm, I'm honestly going to reference back to the article that you wrote i do not remember the title the the most recent article you wrote about the um the players and i, I personally the think fragile masculinity leader. one thank you okay it's a bigger issue in terms of the, the direction the country is going in, where people in general, especially women, are having a bigger voice. And, like, when you look at athletes, especially in the WNBA, they're the biggest league in the country as far as women go. So I'm not surprised to see more representation as far as, like, the backing of fans and, you know, as big as social media is continuing to get, it's going to continue to get louder, Um, especially when you look at um, a player who has the talent like Asia Wilson and who has the backing of so many other organizations behind her, too. and when she's talking about the number one player in the NBA, like you're going to make noise and, but people respect her at the end of the day too. So when you, it's so many, it's a combination of so many elements to, it's so nuanced in terms of what you're talking about. So I think we'll continue to see this. This is not the end of it. Um, you know, uh, Kelsey bone is still kneeling. Yeah. Uh, so shout out, you Kelsey. know, Love it. right yeah me too I definitely you guys I, you guys book all book. heard her
1: on burn it all down where she was talking about the kneeling so yeah
0: yes
1: yeah. <laughs> she's amazing yes. but yeah and, and, and talking about that like she comes from an organization like the Aces when I reached out to interview her they didn't try and stop me they didn't you know what I mean like they mm-hmm. weren't afraid of that at all so they important. set that up so the Aces mm-hmm. aren't trying to to keep Asia Wilson from speaking out the Aces and that's really really important because we all have worked with PR people who have mm-hmm. rather not even ask the athlete if they want to talk to you about this.
2: <laughs> this and that's thing. A, that's yeah. a great mold because I think it started with Connecticut with letting the players express themselves, and then now the Aces have it. And you see Kayla McBride with her own YouTube series. I haven't mean, had a chance to check it out, but like they're allowing these players to speak up. And I think that Lisa Borders has a lot to do with it too. Well,
1: and I think what you said, all right, I'm sorry, I cut. Did I cut you off, Jazz? Are you done? Okay. Oh yeah. I'm okay, going. but I think, you know, and we'll end on this note is I think that you're dead right when you say that this all started. And honestly, so much of where we are right now in this state of athlete activism happened in those locker rooms and uh-huh. on court with the WNBA players in the summer of 2016. Yep. Um, and You know, we've seen ripple effects of that throughout all of the leagues, and Mm -hmm. I think that the solidarity that they've won, uh, that they've found amongst each other about supporting each other, having voices, um, and you know, mobilizing as a players association. I think that combined with also the, the recent successes that team that you've seen U S soccer, the women from U S soccer and the women from U S hockey. I mean, they're different scenarios. I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but we've seen very successful social media campaigns and, you know, a very successful using of the usage of the media in order to really kind of push for labor issues. So I think that all of this is, is, is bubbling to an incredible, Incredibly exciting
2: time. And uh, yes, Ari. I just have one more thing. With yeah. uh, even the vulnerability of players, they're putting themselves out there. Like you see Brianna, who shared her story with even the Players Tribune. Stuff like that matters because it, it, it allows a open line of communication with the players and the public. So they don't even have to necessarily go through their team anymore because they can yes. share their story. And it's beyond pay you can share whatever you like with the public mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and and look at i mean look at our mvp ranks <coughs> right now uh, mm-hmm. you you could say the top 3 are um, you know Brianna and Liz and mm-hmm. Elena you know that that wouldn't mm-hmm. be a Controversial statement (laughs) right now (laughs) All three of them are incredibly Outspoken about different issues But all three of them so these are And we already mentioned Asia who's The the future Uh of the league you know But you have the very best Players who are not Afraid to speak out Uh Against racism against uh, Uh Sexism against their Pay Uh against you know Their treat the treatment for LGBTQ rights for sexual assault Uh Survivors you name the The You name the issue, and there is a very tippity-top WNBA player who is willing to talk to you about it any time of the day. And that's... uh that's impressive.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. All
1: right.
0: I agree. Yes.
1: Ari, right, Jasmine, this was a blast. I will have to have you back again because I think we have more to talk about. I think we could talk for hours. But uh, For hours. Um, you, now, <laughs> agree. Okay, now that we're Skype friends, uh, I expect lots of uh FaceTime and stuff during <laughs> All Star so I can live vicariously through you all because... I'm not handling this
2: well. We see. All right. I love you
1: both. Okay. Thank you so, so much. All
2: right. No problem. Thanks, Lindsay.